this week's episode of In Rotation. Today we're going to be discussing Caro Caro Benito's time and place record, a record that I hold very special to my heart. Um, every time I go back to it, I end up listening to it on repeat for like a week. Uh, the intro this time is a little bit lengthy, but there's a lot of background to this album that I kind of want to share. I'll try to keep it short, um, but essentially this is a project created during a time filled with a lot of turmoil for the entire band. It explores time and how physical spaces can be kind of be tied to memories in our minds and how that can affect sort of our perception of time and stuff like that. Uh, several experiences shaped this album, primarily Sarah Benito, the lead singer, had been shocked by a photo of an empty lot sent to her by her brother. Their childhood home was once on this lot, and seeing it demolished sort of made it like physical proof to her of time moving forward and what that really meant. Uh, she could no longer go back to that house ever again, um, but she has all these memories of it and stuff like that. She'd also been having really strange recurring dreams, often of places from her childhood, such as a water park and hallways from her school, but with people from her present day life. So it was like a mix of timelines in her life kind of getting tangled. On top of all that, her pet parakeet, whom she had had since she was just 13 years old, passed away. Um, and it was just a lot of time for a loss for the band overall, such as Gus Loban's father. Uh, being hospitalized after a life-threatening accident. Gus Lobin being one of the primary producers of the project. As far as I know, I think he does most of the production um, of stuff. Uh, sonically, this project takes cues from shoegaze, pop, indie, noise, synth pop, and more. There's a lot more to backstory to this project than the individual tracks, um, but I'll save that for once we actually get there. Uh, hopefully this at least gives you some context into the project. Um, but with that being said, what are y'all's thoughts on the album? It took me a while to really get into the album, to be honest. Uh, like, I, I remember Jonathan and I were in a call once, and he's like, why are you not listening to the album? And I'm like, every time I started it, like, I'm not, like, in the, the mood for it. But eventually, like, once I actually was able to, like, dive into it, I, I really appreciated, like, just how how much it changes over the course of the album and how much it like surprises you because it starts off like very like outside the track opens up and it's very different from what you're going to be experiencing throughout the rest of the album which i thought like yeah the the change ups like what whether it's the track like like a track like sometimes which just comes out of nowhere and you're like uh, and it is completely different than like the rest of the album. Like it, it's it's right. a very cool, like just genre shifting album. That's it's a, that's a lot of fun. Uh, I would say I enjoyed this album, but it took a while, just like Matt, to kind of get into the the meat and the potatoes yeah. of this this year project. I think because a lot of the tracks. You know, based on the background of the album and like what's going on in each of the uh, artists' lives, is that like a lot of this music is somber with like an upbeat pacing in a lot of ways, but the yeah. content of the songs are generally more dark, sad, existential, like more about like the bigger picture rather than just what I'm talking about. It's like she uses a lot of imagery of like things that anyone or a lot of people could relate to in order to talk about you know much more deeper concepts which i enjoy a lot once i actually focus and i think that's the problem when i was like first listening is like it's really easy to let these like beats kind of lull you through the album in a way and if you don't really focus on what's going on like well uh 
with both the I guess the instrumentation and the lyrics, then you, you kinda just miss it. You miss a lot of it. And a lot of that is like and, you need yeah. to and her focus your first time. Her voice is it's kinda hard to like key into like the, what she's saying because the instrumentation and stuff kind of can muffle her at times. Uh so like to actually get into like the real like message of the album, it can be a little the circuits can get kind of crossed because also the the messages aren't exactly what the the vibe is, you know. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, what the album is like on the surface is not what it's actually about or like. Like, there's a very strong juxtaposition between like happy, upbeat music, but then you listen to the lyrics, and you're like, oh, this is really dark mm. <laughs> in a lot of ways and sad. And that's why I think, like, on my first listen, maybe I, like, dubbed a lot of these tracks just, like, cool tracks or tracks that were okay until, like, you kind of get more into it. I think there's really only one track that um, kind of holds a special place in my skip button because the noise. A special place in my <laughs> skip button. I love that. I can't. I can't, man. Um, just just <laughs> once I get to the second half of only acting, and it gets to that that really loud, jarring, glitch noise part, I'm just like, man, I can't do this. <laughs> I just had to. That's the I only surprised. part I think that's like really like a four skip. I think that there's other tracks that also do that like noise glitch sound, and it, it's not as jarring or as hard to get into but i mean this song is like literally like only acting is just like joy 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 and then you just you hit me with like a buzz saw in the middle of the song i'm like man like come on it threw me off i was listening to that song the first time driving and it just started going i was like my my audio okay (laughs) i could see that but i mean it's definitely it's definitely good though like with what they're what they're doing here I actually appreciate how much emotion is in each one of these songs as you like really get into it. Yeah, like if you look at their band camp, they pretty much have an explanation for every single song and like that'd be awesome what it is about and what went into it. Um, so like only acting, for example, um, follows a social media age identity crisis, the song itself becoming unhinged as the narrator spins out of control. So the song going off the rails at the end. It losing control. Supposed to represent like her actually also losing control and getting unhinged and going off the rails. And yeah, it's not the most listenable track. Like you're not listening, you're not playing that on the radio or like singing along to it. But conceptually, I think it's yeah. fantastic. And yeah, the the it's super abrasive for sure. I can see not wanting to listen to it all the time. I'm not gonna lie, I skip it every once in a while too. But I do really appreciate what it is in terms of the artistry of it. Yeah, I would say, but. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. listen took to me back to OVN real quick. I was like, oh. Yeah. I was like, my ears. Because I played my music yeah. loud, and dude, do, so they... that was very loud. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so. I did too. Yeah. But even, like, in the outro, like, rest stop, rest stop, the second half is, like, this, like, filter of noise over her vocals, or, like, she's, like, kind of, like, white noise, staticky type of... Like filter and that sounds really good it's actually kind of cool yeah, yeah but that's like it's not as, behind that song. Yeah, it's that not prominent though like with that one it's a lot like lower tuned and like her voice is actually like still has this like melody in the background and i don't know it's it, it's a lot more atmospheric rather than abrasive yeah, yeah. exactly but yeah it's, that's i think as a outro it works perfectly like i think that's a beautiful way to end it and i think it really kind of wraps up everything 
Um, the song itself is about the surreal stillness of a deserted rest stop. So it's like going out and seeing like an abandoned gas station and just how weird that can kind of be. Cause you, whenever you think of a gas station, you don't think of it like that. you always think of it being filled with cars and people and stuff on the shelves and all that stuff. And it's not something you think about often, but that's what inspired that track specifically. Um, yeah, every track has like a very specific topic that it's about for the most part. Um, time is a current, constant, constant theme throughout it, like I mentioned. Um, so they play with all sorts of weird things with time conceptually. Uh, like Dear Future Self is about obviously your future self, but then also um, getting closer to, I think there's like a line in there. It says like we're getting closer to meeting. Like as you grow older, you might not be the self you imagined your future self to be when you were a kid or when you were younger. And like, as you're getting closer, realizing that, how does that affect you? How does that make you think? Like I was, I expected it to go this way, but I'm not going to reach that or I'm not that person. And having to like sort of be okay with not being this person that you idealize as a child or wanted to become and just accepting that like life sent you a certain way. And like you ended up here for a reason and whatnot, but like having to reconcile those feelings of I'm becoming my future self. Is this the person I want it to be? Maybe not, but that's okay. That's a really cool like concept to like explore. Like I love that idea. Yeah. I've never exactly. I've never really seen some of these concepts explored in this way. Um, and yeah, all of them have something like that. Uh, that's what makes it so interesting to me. Like this is an album that, Anytime I go back to it, I'm just listening to it for a week regardless. Like, I'll move on to something else eventually. But every time I come back to this, I need to listen to it like at least a few times all the way through. It's just, it gets me hooked every time. I love it so much. It was Did one that when I was like, list, when I actually got into like the emotional place to like listen to this album, I did like stick with it for a good chunk yeah. of time. It's really be- like her voice is is beautiful, and the way it works with the yeah, instrumentation is, is is super appealing. And and like I I don't know how to like describe her voice, but it's like it's it's got this like somber but yet like uplifting, to- hopeful. hopeful. Yeah, like almost like melancholic is like is a word that like I yeah. want to throw out, but like I don't know if that's like the perfect descriptor of it. It yeah. almost feels like it's yeah, longing. The strongest group of tracks that really like does it to me is also at the end of this album. I think like if I'd known we're literally visiting hours all the way down to like the ending, I really, really What do y'all think of sometimes? Because when it came on, I was so thrown by it. Oh man, I love some- sometimes. Yeah, the first great, time you yeah. hear it. I was like, sometimes it's am fantastic. I still I was like, am I still listening to the same album? Yeah. The first few times I listened to the, I guess the first time I listened to it, it obviously caught me off guard. And I honestly thought sometimes it was the outro. Yeah. Like it mm. sounded like the perfect yeah. outro track. Um, and then it keeps going on after that, which I think is even weirder about it being where it is. And I think it's place in the album is kind of weird for sure. Mm. But I've cried to that song so many times. I'm not even going to lie. Like if that song catches me on a bad day, it's over. Like I fucking love it's that gorgeous. song. Because yeah. And I mean, the songwriting is simple and I think, 
the songwriting simple throughout most of the album, but that's what gives it so much strength. I think is just it's conveying these topics in such a, such a simple manner. And it's the only like um, easy sing along track on the album. Like it's the one yeah, where like the lyrics are, are like very pronounced, and you can follow along. Like and, and it's beautiful, and the the acoustic yeah. guitar and oh man. Yeah, and I think the way they recorded that is they were recording with a bunch of other artists, uh, like specific instrumental parts for the project. So they were all just in the studio. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much just got everyone that was there that day together and they just sung the song like with a single guitar. So it is really like off the cuff, just really um spontaneous. I don't know, just really simple. Yeah, really spontaneous track. And yeah, I love the part where it's like the truth is we don't really know what's gonna happen next. It's mm-hmm. like trying to be hopeful, but at the same time, it's like honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't fucking know what's gonna happen, <laughs> but Life. you can bet there's people looking out for you. And like, man, that that just gets me every when, time. I, I love that line. The so life much. sure doesn't make sense. Like, oh man, it's yeah. And but sometimes you, boots, you can bet that every day gets the everybody gets the blues. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. yes, that's a beautiful way to end. And honestly, I'd argue that I like this track more because it's not an outro. Because like, that's honestly, fair. the truth of of this song makes sense and like sequentially in these tracks. So if I'd known is like about the vastness of the universe, like how you how it's too much to really consume and understand it all and like just uncertainty and you know just just life itself you know like yeah. the different choices and options you have and it could go anywhere then you get into sometimes which gives you the hopeful part of even though like it is so vast you can't comprehend it it's like okay you still have you know friends or people that care so life is meaningful well, that's what i love go about on. It is. It, it sometimes it feels like it's a real like group th- song. Like, hey, we all go. Like, sometimes life gets all of us down. You know, like it's it's very yeah. It, it's that whole like it's hope. Like it's sad. Like it's really sad. But it's like we're all sad together. You know, like we're all united yeah. in this. And it's hopeful, but it's not like unrealistic. Where it's like, oh, it's gonna be fine yeah. no matter what. Like I promise. It's like honestly, I don't fucking know if it's gonna be fine, but. <laughs> We're gonna get through yeah. this together. Like, it's gonna. It happens to everyone, and there's nothing you can do about mm-hmm. it. That's just it. But then you even get into swimming, and swimming's like pretty much about being like how you mature over time, and it's just yeah. talking about life. How like eventually you're doing like someone's teaching you or like giving you those training wheels by holding your hand and being there for you, and then at the end you have to do all the stuff that you've kind of been doing that you're semi uh, semi familiar with on your own. Like you know you're you're all by yourself, and then you get into rest stop, which rest stop is like like you said, it's a like I, I take the 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 you know the analogy that you're just stopping to look at something at this point and really appreciate the value or to assess like where you are where you've been you know what i mean because if you're on this rep stop obviously you're on a road trip you're going or coming from somewhere you're you're assessing the the progress of the journey and so sometimes fits beautifully in this like four track like sequence in my opinion thematically yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. definitely and so i like the way that they like just do that and and it also fits that they wouldn't end out on like the happiest track because sometimes it's like probably the happiest track in the album like or one of them one of the higher notes it's like one where the 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 sound of the music and the the upbeat nature actually goes with the lyrics for the most part Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for once (laughs) yeah because i mean like yeah 
It's somber. It's okay. really somber, dude. It's somber. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, there's no other way to say yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I can say. It's like very. It's like lull. The first half kind of lulls you along. Like outside starts off kind of intense, and only acting is well. Time today is pretty upbeat too, and then like after like by only acting, fly away, dump. Like you get like a lot of into this part. Time today is a really good track. I, I enjoy that track. I really love the intro to Time today. Like just that upbeat like swing. Great. Just the way they describe it. Time today is about waking up early and feeling determined to make the most of the day and the sad slash sweet naivete of that optimism in the face of self-sabotage. <laughs> so you wake up and you're like, I got so much time today. I'm going to get all this shit done. And then because of anxiety or something like that, that is you so end up doing nothing. so fucking relatable, man. Oh my God, bro. Wait, I'm like- the sad slash sweet naivete of that optimism in the face of self-sabotage. Like, been there done that so many times yeah like this entire weekend and it's like this entire weekend i was like i'm gonna get up early to get a ton of shit done and just that i would just stay up super late and then not get up early at all i'd wake up at like 10 or noon i was like well i guess i can't do everything i wanted to do (laughs) and yeah just that self-sabotage that you don't even realize you're doing some of the times that's the little things that added up to the big things bro those 30 minutes you spend on twitter just that blow that you could be doing any number of things doing. Yeah. The other thing I really like about this band, which I've been talking about to people a lot, is that like progression is so important to me. These like now, like progression is so important. Like it's so easy to to get a track that is good for the first minute and a half and then the second and then goes two minutes. nowhere yeah like it's just it's like dude okay i've heard this like i don't want to hear it for another two minutes you know yeah, yeah and this band exactly. has great progression sometimes they don't even go for a chorus they just kind of have the track and the track does what it does and then it's over like for a, like a what 12 album i mean 12 tracks on this album it's like 32 minutes long it's pretty short this the is songs beautiful. are pretty short this is beautiful longest like, track, track is 349 and it never yeah. overstays its welcome. It never overstays its welcome. They the longer tracks deserve to be that long. Yeah. And the shorter tracks like end great. Like they sum up. They do what they were aiming to do. Exactly. Perfectly yeah. fine. And so it makes listening to the song a much more condensed experience. And it also lets them make multiple messages in a short amount of time to kind of tell this yeah. whole story and kind of like. And especially touch with on having yeah, like having this focus of every song has like a specific topic, but on top of that, there's like these themes that connect everything together. Yeah. Yes. So another thing that was like pretty big for them is like, or like inspired them was suburbs, like just growing up in a suburb and how that could be completely different. Mm-hmm. Before this album, they didn't like all their music was electronic. This is their first like guitar and drum really? album. But, mm, that's yeah, impressive. This is their first guitar and drum. Yeah. And they did get a bunch of outside artists to help along with it. Um, what they tried to do is get a bunch of people that from different points in their life that they listened to. So they got them all in. They wrote demos. They got all these people that they liked at different points in their life in to record certain parts and then mix them all up. So that was just another way for them to like mix timelines and like shape time in a weird way. So for example, they had Jimmy Robertson from Arctic Monkeys and Fuck Buttons. They had Stereolab drummer Andy Ramsey, who's also worked with King Cruel and Wire. Um, and that was at Ramsey's studio. They also had a string arrangement by composer Callum Bowen and a three-part choir made up of Cecile Believe, Oscar Scheller, and Crying Z's. So they just got like all these other people to help collaborate with them on this album. Mm-hmm. It was their first time doing guitars and drums, but they like made they went out of their way to get people that they liked at different points in their life 
Just to throw in another element of time and like timelines mixing and stuff like that. It's like, I don't listen to this band anymore, but I know that five-year-old me or 10-year-old me would absolutely love to have worked with them. So I'm going to work with them anyways and try to make something unique with it. That's awesome. I think it's such a great approach. It's such a great approach that like I've the never real good just commitment that. to theme. Yeah, that, absolutely. Like, like through and like through. If we're going to go with this. Like I, I really appreciate it when an artist is like, I want to like, this is the concept of this album and we're going to yeah. stick with it and for they, every and like decision I, we make. For everything. Yeah. And like I said, like the, they were going through like so much when making this, that making this was their way of coping and like, sorting through their feelings and really like trying to get over it. So like once they made this, they felt like they'd left all this like bad energy behind and like, all right, here's the literal physical representation of what we were going through, how we felt at that time. But because we made this and put it all in this physical space, we can now move on and put it all. Behind Sounds incredibly us. cathartic. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Absolutely. And then dump, dump is like. Oh, I was hoping we'd talk about this exactly song. about what it's about. It's about a dump, and uh, there's a theory that it's like, so flyaway is about birds and flying away or whatever, yeah. and wanting to be free and all that, and hoping like the singer Sarah saying like, I hope I can join you someday. Yeah. So the kind of theory is that flyaway is about her parakeet. So she's talking about her bird having passed away, and she's like, hopefully I can join you someday. And dump is sort of like a bit of a follow up that at least that's a theory um where they go to the stump i forgot they were throwing out but they went there for like a specific reason to throw stuff out it was like her her bird cage yeah 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 so they were like seeing all these things that had emotional value to people at one point and like the song is saying like i can't i don't know how people can just throw this stuff out so her parakeets passed away but she still has a cage she has no need for it anymore but she's like cannot get ourselves to throw Move it away on. especially after going to the dump and seeing all these personal items that other people threw away she's like i don't know how people can do that i don't know if she did or not at the end but yeah it's literally about a dump <laughs> yeah. and it's so like people come from all around the city throw their stuff away that they no longer need like what a like man i never would have thought to write a song about a dump and how emotional it makes me <laughs> but like the imagery of her singing about it is really like the, the the way it gets me like it starts off and it says like show the man a pass and everything you've got go to where he points and throw it all on top hear the crunching beneath of junk let go a parrot cage and dial phones like it's like the imagery of yeah. like visualizing all of these like mementos people have like literally being stacked on top of each other and how like Usually when you see a dump, you would never think that these things held any value to anyone. Like, they only hold value to you, you know, because you're going to yeah, there to look exactly. for whatever item. But, like, no, they literally were people's most precious items maybe at one point. And they're, like, getting rid of them for a myriad of reasons. And, like, for her to sit there and, like, visualize that and then to help me visualize that mentally with not only the way... Because this is one of the songs that sounds, like, super, super somber mm-hmm. and has, like, some very low kind of rumbly and just, like very low octave piano keys and different things like that that just really set this song apart like dump is probably one of yeah. my favorite songs on the album like because the it's just the yeah it's like the one imagery is fantastic the, Im- yeah, really the imagery yeah. the energy it gives off like very powerful stuff what y'all think of swimming because swimming's one of my favorite tracks on the album well that swimming's my other great. favorite track yeah i mean that's why i brought it up it's my favorite little segment but swimming is like the same thing. It's like a beautiful message and like just the imagery of the tail it's tailing is 
so I love the atmosphere that the music makes in swimming. Like it comes in yeah. and it has just like that like pillowy, cloudy, like just just it resonates so well. And with and with her voice and then like the guitar comes in and it's 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 very just I love I love the line after many years had passed, hoping I would find the path, I arrived at the start. <laughs> what a good line. Oh my god. Like because the song is like talking about like like uh Jonathan mentioned like doing these things, being taught how to do these things, uh somewhere I'd never seen, mama led me by the hand, and then now like you don't have that guidance from your parents. Yeah. You're drifting off. You're saying like mentally you're like, I'll figure it out eventually. Once I get there, I'll figure it out. Like everything will work out. I'll know what I want to do. I want to know which path I want to take. But then like the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'm at the start. I don't know shit. <laughs> like I thought I'd be on the path now, but no, I'm at the start. I'm just now getting started. Like I've literally been walking in circles this entire time. Like <laughs> yeah, I've exactly. gone nowhere, even though I feel like I've I got, like tread a mile, you know, like it's crazy. Yeah. And like the, the, the imagery of like the, the water, like it's such an easy way to digest the message and i think that's why dump and swimming are like really good tracks they just like they're they, good metaphors yeah and then they're like easy to to sing about they're kind of light if you don't really listen to it too heavy you know what i mean so you can still enjoy this once you listen to it you're like oh shit yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what i love i just love all the layers to everything that they have like what does band so camp say about this song metaphors. which one swimming yeah. Uh, swimming is a tribute, actually, to uh, singer-songwriter. Yeah. So uh, I'm guessing uh, the lead singer is Japanese. Um, so I'm guessing this might have been one of her favorite artists. Uh, she's still around. I don't know if she still makes music. But I'm guessing this was like one of her favorite artists or is really inspired by her or something like that. Um, not a whole lot of details on the meaning of that, apparently. But yeah, but I mean, Other also that, she's a lot of info. she usually sings in both English and Japanese, from what I read, and that yeah. this was the first album. Yeah, in the like, previous albums. Yeah, so this is the first exclusively English album, which is crazy. No, this album is like a huge shock. Just compared to their previous releases, it's completely different. Like you mentioned, singing entirely in English before it used to be a mix. Um, first time using guitars and drums before everything was completely electronic. The vibe was completely different. It sounded nothing like this. Like. I haven't listened to their other albums very much. Um, I didn't get super hooked onto them until this one. Uh, so I don't have too much of a reference point, but I've heard it enough to realize like how big of a shift this album is. I know they have a bunch of those. like singles and or EPs or something that have dropped since this album. Are those all like along the same lines as it or no? Yeah, Prince yeah. This, Civilization I, 3 I was kind of this... different. Like they've, they've kind of got out. It's not as somber. Like they're, they're happy again. <laughs> That's what I would say. It, yeah, but they, I think they still have like a specific theme to go along with it. So, oh, okay. so it's they have two EPs of Civilization One and Civilization Two. Mm. Um, there's a bunch of singles, but they ended up like on those projects, and then they compiled them into a vinyl. But I think that's the project. There's those six songs. Um, mm. But that 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 was crazy. That, I also recommend checking that out, especially if you like this one. But it's literally about civilization and. How civilization, how civilization came to be, and like the future, and like how civilization still has more to go. Uh, like the very last track on civilization, civilization two is called "Well Rested," and like the chorus line is, "And we will be well rest, 
we will be well rested when the ascension comes. So it's entirely about like, it's also very, very conceptual and has a specific theme to go along with it. It's a super cool album. Or I guess, I don't even know what to describe it. It's too easy. Does the part one like play into part together. two or is it like one that you should go one, two, two on? Uh, or are they like separate? I don't know. I've never listened to them back to back. I've been meaning to, but I never got around to it. Wonder. But yeah. It's interesting. They're they're so they're so wild, man. They're so cool. <laughs> Got that vibe from the album. Definitely want to check out more of their stuff. Also, this artwork is pretty I thought this was gonna be more hyper pop. The way the album art looks. It looks like something Blade would release. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. I was a little surprised when you mentioned that like you wanted to get into them because they kept popping up in hyperpop stuff. And then yeah, when I started looking into hyperpop videos and stuff like that, they would mention them all the time. And I think that just shows you how fuzzy the like, border lines of what hyperpop really is. Like so much stuff can be considered hyperpop. And I think there's aspects of that here, but I definitely would not. I would not. not yeah, classify I feel like it's become so hard to like, John, like classify genres now just because there's so much like fusion that happens and so much like experimentation yeah. that happens. I mean, one of the genres. hyperpop videos, one of the hyperpop videos I watched was like, looking at like the original artist that kind of started that movement and then he was like the more i go back to older music though i see elements of what we now consider hyperpop so is britney spears hyperpop <laughs> like can we say that because there are elements of britney spears music that if you use now you would be like oh that's hyperpop yeah. i was like is hyperpop just pop <laughs> like it's so weird genres are so crazy yeah, yeah they are. and this one especially like the genres on this are all over yeah. the place like there's definitely tons of shoegaze lots of electronic only acting ends in complete noise. Yeah. Lots of synth, lots of just and then you got like the acoustic song on sometimes. Outside starts with like almost like all a metal esque like intro to it. Like it's it's yeah, very so yeah, like it's pop rock. All over the yeah, place. So it's crazy. But it never feels like it still feels cohesive somehow. Yeah, it feels apart. Like, like the I project maybe feels it's like just, it all belongs together. Yeah, they somehow managed to blend all these things together that I think probably just goes along with like time for them and what genres they grew up with because they, they did grow up with like mainly like indie and rock and that type of music and they would have mentioned before like how back in the day like if you were making music on your own you would be using a guitar and drums there really wasn't much else you could do like you'd be playing an instrument there's no way about it but now the kids in the suburbs making music they got trap loops they got ableton they got 808s they got all this stuff just on their computer they don't have to touch an instrument at all that was part of why they wanted to incorporate drums and guitars to kind of go back to Bass. how they would have made music when they were kids if they had like had the chance to play in a garage band and stuff like that. So it's it's, it's wild to me how much time played a role in this and like that is like time as a concept and how far they pushed it because they pushed it so far, like they committed super hard to it. I wonder if there's any meaning behind like the length of the album itself. Or like the time of the tracks or different yeah. things like that. Like I wonder how down how far down the rabbit hole they went with this yeah, time concert. Because it seems like it's touched almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> what do the numbers mean? Maybe it's like a date or something. <laughs> yeah, even the cover is like meant to be a representation of that. It's basically a time capsule is how they describe it. Um what I would want to like in an interview uh Perry uh, said what I would want to put in a time capsule, all the kind of items on the front cover. Basically, things collected from my possession at the time. It's really kind of jumbled up. Um, but it's about the past, and it, 
it's this jumbled up message. I think the cover's like that. Like I collected the items and then scanned it and then I put it online. So they just put a ton of stuff that like they had on them that they would kind of put in a time capsule, threw it on a scanner, scanned it in, and then did the rest. It's funny because I mean, time capsules are supposed to like preserve items and technically this picture will preserve it. It's just they won't physically yeah, exactly. have it. So I, I guess that yeah. is like yeah. now that um now that you say that I'm like looking at the album cover again and I'm like identifying all this like tiny objects. You notice I things, didn't yeah. notice that now you before. Notice I just all thought shit. it was just like a big like mosaic kind of color. Yeah. Before it looks like just a mosaic of a bunch of different stuff and it doesn't seem like real stuff, but it's real stuff. It's just like in a corner, like there's a chain. Yeah, there's the chain it looks that like goes a hair tie. It. it looks like there's like a lipstick thing or something on on there. Like yeah. someone has a plant like, on here. There's a button. Something. Yeah, like candy wrappers. Like it's all it's. it's all someone's the shoes. Place. These are shoestrings. Oh shoot! Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> this is the why are we doing this right now? <laughs> and then the picture of Sarah right in the middle. Yeah. How come they don't uh? Let the so in in the past albums do they let the Jamie sing more? Cause I'm Jamie's singing on one of these songs. I can't yeah, remember exactly he, which one. He like raps at the end of one of them. I also forget. Uh, if I know, uh, I don't. Okay, okay. I honestly don't know too much if in the past they've had Jamie sing more. Cause I actually enjoyed his his vocals. Yeah, me too. It's pretty well done. Yeah. Like, it was nice to hear something contrast Sarah's, like, very light and airy voice. Because yeah. her voice is, that's that's the reason. It's, like, this loud, hyper-pop type of instrumentation over this, like, airy vocals kind of make it really tough to hear sometimes. And, yeah. yeah, so. And then, yeah, they do weird shit, like, reversing the vocals so it doesn't sound like English anymore. Oh, yeah, like, that, that kind of threw me for a like loop. That. What's that on Fly Away <laughs> at the end or something? I think... It might be only acting. Actually. Only acting? Yeah. They like, like literally right reverse the local. Right before it obliterates itself. Oh, yeah. It does. Yeah. I saw... I was only acting... I don't even know. Is this like the chorus just flipped on itself? Yeah. Wow. Just the chorus audio reversed. Beautiful. This had me so confused. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> I asked you. I was like, dude, are they speaking Japanese on this album? <laughs> I was like, I, and I wasn't even sure myself, so I literally went, I was like, are they? I was like, oh I don't think God. they are, but I don't want to be wrong. So I went and read, I went through every single page of the genius, like, He's lyrics. Like, you have like, to, they? you have to go, to, to get the lyrics, like, you can't, oh, you yeah, can't yeah. tell me y'all yeah, are listening to this to. and able to tell what she's saying all the time, because I can't. I get Pretty lost in the, the I get lost song. in the beat, like, a lot of the time. Yeah. Honestly, the first few times I listened to this album, I didn't like pay too much attention to the lyrics. I was listening just to the instrumentals. And then like I watched the music video for Only Acting. And then I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> and then I started reading the lyrics. I was like, oh, this is a sad album, not a happy one. <laughs> like I straight up had not been listening to the lyrics that much. I was not paying attention to them. I was just really listening to it very surface level. Um, it's a, it's a good to, like, way to experience the album. Like, I like. There's definitely like deep. Yeah, because then after it. that, it completely, yeah. it completely shifted the meaning of it for yeah. me. And then I was like, oh, this is not what I thought mm. it was. I've been meaning to like look at the lyrics, but I never got around to it. To it. Now they have your undivided then, attention. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what they're like live. If do they incorporate any uh, like, uh, what is it? What do they called it. 
like performative like poetry oh, like performance art like aspects yeah. i would imagine they do yeah i would imagine they do it i haven't seen them live i haven't seen any videos either but i imagine they have like crazy visuals or something for sure i just imagine them coming out with like the fucking midi board like kanye and like producing their track on stage well <laughs> <laughs> of death grips and just zoom call it yeah or just not show up yeah, exactly that'd be great or someone screaming in the back ah! <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great so what were y'all's favorite tracks just just to knock those out yours was Jonathan, yours was a uh, dump. I think I'm gonna go with dump here. Yeah. I think I like dump. Mine is swimming for here. sure. I, I love swimming. I don't even know, man. I honestly had not even given it that much thought to pick. Give it. Some I think thought. it's kind of hard. I think like a lot of. I think this thematically, song. like message-wise, "Dear Future Self" is the one that gets me the most. But sonically, um, it's probably dump. Yeah. Sonically dump and message wise dump. Let's go. <laughs> Two versus one. I'm a winner. <laughs> Always dump ganging up on me. <laughs> dump is good, man. I, I think swimming is a close second, though. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's just dump has like things I like the little dark and the rumbling and like the 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 like the bridge it's a very part of the good, song. It's a very good track. It's, yeah, it just it progresses. I don't well. have any like least favorite tracks on the album. I give the the intro. I, I bash the intro a little just because I blame the intro for it being so hard for me to get into this album to begin with because i was just like <laughs> listening to it i'm like this is not my feel like this is not what i want to listen to right now yeah that's fair but but it's not a bad track like it's a good track it's just for some reason that just there was just this block for me whenever i would turn it on and i would listen to that like sort of metally intro and i'd just be like this isn't what i want to listen to right now <laughs> the song i've listened to the most is time today and then make believe and sometimes are tied I listen to it sometimes a lot. Sometimes it makes me cry. I listen to it on purpose to cry. <laughs> that song is it's so It's a good, really good track. I will not. Uh, you know what? I'll pick sometimes. It was sometimes the most my pleasant track. I didn't want to because it's like so different. Like it feels like a cop out almost because it's such a different yeah. song. But sometimes it's my favorite song. Like I shit you not. It's made me cry so It was such times. a pleasant surprise in the album. Like when it came up and I was just yeah. like, this is so like different from everything else. And it's so good. And it, yeah. it's not. And normally, you know how I am. If some, if it's one song that sounds completely different, usually that bugs yeah. me. Um, but it's so well done and it fits everything else that's going on in the album so mm-hmm. well that I'm like looking forward to it's, it. It's just, it's, it's just beautiful, like the the sen- the sentimental likeness of the track. It's 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 gorgeous. It's, yeah, it's it's just fun. It's nice, beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. Plus those raw vocals from people who don't really sing. You know, really yeah. give it that. Yeah, whole exactly. Feel. Like so that way, when you sing along, you feel like you're part of the game. Well, it feels like a campfire song almost. <laughs> like yeah, no, absolutely. Like that's what I pictured the first few times until like now I know that they recorded in a studio, so that ruined my imagery. <laughs> but I always pictured it like just them at a campfire. It's like dark outside. Mm-hmm. They've just had s'mores, probably drank a couple beers. One of them pulled out a guitar and they just started singing the song. That's the image I get in my mind when I hear yeah. it, and it makes me so comfortable to hear. It. Like it's such a pleasing thing to visualize. No, I love it. It's it's a great track. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts on the album before we move to in rotation? Nah, I'll probably listen to more Caro Caro. Um, yeah. <laughs> definitely encourage you to check out the album 100%. if you haven't. And definitely check out Civilization 1 and 2. 
if you like this album, it's probably worth checking out their earlier work. But like I said, it is pretty different for sure. But if you do like this one and you like the sound and the direction they were headed, Civilization 1 and 2 will give you some more bonus content for sure. Gotta learn how to read some Japanese. Yeah, I guess so. Alright, understand it at least, yeah. In rotation. I can start us off for in rotation. So uh this week I uh I hadn't gone around to IDK's album, but like I, I started it this week and it was it was very good. I'm gonna pick a track from there. I love the track Cry in Church. It's a very powerful, like just like beautiful track with some great lyrics, some great vocals on it. And then I also went back and went on a little bit of an R&B kick this week, and I was listening to some Tiana Taylor, and uh, Never Would Have Made It is just a, another just beautiful track that I was just listening to a bunch. I have not listened to that AK album yet. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. We might, we'll probably end up talking it's about it on the... here sometime. <laughs> yeah, so it seemed like going off of the pre-episode discussion. Yeah. <laughs> You guys wanna? You want me to just pick it? You know what I'm saying? Get over with it, <laughs> bro. If you do, I'm ready to talk about it. All right, now. But uh, I guess my tracks for this week. Uh, I kind of got into some like old school Drake, and was listening to 6 p.m. in New York. Hey, that track is really good. You know, it's just uh, some bars. It's kind of funny. Well, that's what we were talking about the last time we recorded. We were talking about Drake a lot. Yeah, true. I think my my likes. I like started shuffling my likes at work when I'm like listening to music, and yeah. Drake gotcha. just kind of popped up, and I, I really enjoyed that track. It kind of had me going down memory lane. I can't shuffle my likes because it changes the vibe so much because I have so much random stuff on my like tracks. That's part. That's the, that's fun. the fun. I'll yeah, go exactly. from like listening to a Drake track to listening to the intro to Hamilton. <laughs> That's, and simply yeah. remove the Hamilton soundtrack from your lips, <laughs> and then you'll be fine. Just it's, I got a bunch of like Broadway <laughs> stuff on there though, and like I don't want to listen to. Oh no, yeah, I forgot you actually ended. I that. like Broadway musicals Fair. and stuff. Like Jesus, yeah, I forgot about that. this man. All right, Are we doing a Broadway <laughs> album. <laughs> oh my God, Liz, please no, please no. No, no, I wouldn't. That would be weird. And then my other track is going to be a song I found recently by a guy named Sick Boy Rari. The track is called Tearful. It's just a melodic kind of sad boy emo rap track. Love it. That I like. You know, that, that genre is like nice. So. Some Little Skies type stuff? I don't listen to Little Skies, man. I don't know. <laughs> don't I'm listen to Skies? Oh, yeah. Not like I that, bro. <sighs> Yeah, all right. Uh, for me, uh, I've been listening to Singularity by BTS, one of their best songs. It's like a solo song from one of their members, but it's so good. That's one of my favorite tracks from them. It, it feels like cheating because it's like a solo song, but it's fantastic. And then uh, the new Clara album came out this Friday, way different from her previous work, um, but the track Amoeba is one that I've really, really enjoyed. Um, that's pretty much the only album I listen to outside of this one, the KKB album, because like I mentioned, this album just sucks me in every time I get back to it. I literally will end up listening to it for a week straight and then finally have the ability to move on. But I don't know. It's something about it just gets stuck in my head. The more I listen to it, the more I enjoy it. And I guess the more I resonate with it, especially like Dear Future Self, like the more I grow up, the more this album like really resonates with me. And I think it's one I'm definitely going to be sticking with for a while. That's why it was kind of hard to listen to other albums. <laughs> but 
I'm looking forward to the, the next episode for sure. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of In Rotation. We post every week on Wednesday, so follow us on Twitter and Instagram at InRotationPod to be notified when the next episode is live. We also have a Spotify playlist with all of our weekly In Rotation picks if you want to give those songs a listen. What do you think about this week's album? Let us know. We're always interested in hearing your thoughts. We hope to have you back here next week. Again, this has been In Rotation, and my name is Roman, signing off.